Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the pastor of Church of the King, and I'm so pumped up that you're hanging out with us with our podcast today. I pray that God really speaks to you and that you're encouraged and inspired to live your life with everything you have for Him. Hey, I want to encourage you to check us out over at cotk.org. You can go there and learn all kinds of things about us and when our service times are. And speaking of our service times, I would love to invite you so that I could actually meet you personally on one of our weekend services. I promise you, your kids will love it. You'll have a great time and you'll have a blast. I pray today that God speaks to you through this word. God bless you. Good morning. I want to congratulate all of you for wading through all the water, the rain, all that stuff, and you made it. Come on, just give yourself a high five. You made it this morning. All right. So y'all wasn't sure what to do just now. All right. Well, my name's Jason. I'm the pastor here at church and so excited to be with all of you. I like to jump right, right off the bat, look online for so many people watching online and I'd like to give a shout out. Uh, my daughter's travel basketball teams in Frisco today. And I want to give a shout out Coach Moorhofer and Dave and also uh, Coach Ricky. All of them, they'll be playing in a little bit. They're watching online. Can we give it up for them and everybody else watching online? <laughs> hey, also, I want to... Um, I want to also just encourage you, pull your phone out at any moment, go to your Facebook Live, you see it, share uh, the message. Uh, most people that start coming to our church, they watch us online four, five, six times before they actually check it out. And so something as simple as hit and share could really change someone's life. And so uh, you want to make sure you do that. If you have your Bible, open up to Acts uh, chapter 2. We're going to go there in, in just a moment. Uh, I, I'm so excited about this series excited uh, about it. And I just have to tell you, as I was preparing for this series, last service, uh, I was struggling. I'll tell you why I was struggling, not because struggling bad. I was struggling because I had so much that I want to talk to you guys about over the next few weeks. And, uh, and I'm really going to take our time. And as I was preparing, I was really sensing just, hey, don't put a time limit on it. If it's, if it's three weeks, if it's four weeks, if it's, I usually like to say, hey, for the next four weeks, the next three weeks, we're just going to take our time and talk about a subject that not a lot of people like to talk about. Um, I, I, I do want to do this before I go too far as, as well. I can't do this. Everybody's transferred and all that stuff. We'd, be, we'd spend half our services honoring people and stuff. But I do want to honor Seun over here. Seun, would you just wave everybody real quick? He and his wife are here. They have been with us for two years. They own a private school in Lagos. And uh, he told me, he said, Pastor, I'm here for two years, but I'm going to serve you with everything I have for two years. So he's played keyboard for us during the pandemic, showing up with his mask and everything on, getting recorded and, and wherever we had to do it. And uh, these guys, this is their last Sunday with us. And so we love, as y'all go back to Lagos, we love you. You go with a blessing. You go with God's favor and honor, and you go change that city for Jesus. Amen? Awesome. Love you guys. Love y'all. Awesome. So Acts chapter 2. Uh, I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. We're at a significant weekend here, and as we're celebrating uh, Pentecost Sunday, okay? Pentecost Sunday. And so I want to kind of dive into it. And over the next several weeks, talking about the Holy Spirit, we talk about God, we know there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the interesting thing a lot of us have heard messages, if you grew up in church, if you've been around church things, you heard a lot about God the Father. You probably heard a whole lot about Jesus. If you're first time in church today, you probably heard somebody say, Jesus loves you, or Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You probably heard that. But for some reason, in the body of Christ, there's many that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, they don't really go there. They don't go there very often. 
And I think it's because he's so misunderstood, but he's part of the Godhead. And so my goal over the next few weeks is to really introduce you to someone you already know. I'll, I'll get there as well over time. And I wanna really strip down some things because even when I say Pentecost Sunday, some of you go, oh my goodness. Are you saying, are we, are we want, pastor, do we, are you about to tell us we can't wear makeup or have dresses, have to have long, are you about to say any of that? No, 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 no. Pastor, that, that thing I saw on YouTube clip about the, are we gonna be that? No, 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 no. And so I wanna press through all the stuff and I want to help strip down things. Last service, like I'll know this service as well. Some of you, when I say whole, the, we're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit, you're, you immediately go to like, like uh, okay, uh, well, we didn't really talk about that. Matter of fact, I was taught anybody that goes there, don't go there with them. They're crazy, okay? Some of you thought that. Others in here, you got a blank slate and you're like, PJ, just, just I don't know what, so just talk about whatever you want, the Holy Spirit, I, I wanna learn. Then there's another group that you grew up kind of like charismatic and you're like, it's about time. I knew he was here. I could feel him, but all he about to talk about it. I'm so excited, all right? And so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to really drill down, and we're going we're gonna to really learn a lot, okay? I got a ton of scripture, a ton of scripture, a lot, because I don't want you just to hear my opinion. I need you to see what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn a lot, and you're going to be challenged in your thoughts. For some, you know, I'll be pushing over some sacred cows that you've held on to for a long time. For others, we're stripping, but I'm not doing any of that out of spite, not doing that with the wrong spirit. All I want to do is I want to fight everything this Bible says that is available to you and me. I'm going to fight to make sure that you get it and that we get it. And so I want, I want that. And so let's just dive in. Acts chapter 2. We're going to talk about Pentecost Sunday. Now, here, let me set, set it up for you. Jesus died on a cross, rose again. And then he stayed with his disciples for 40 days, and he ascended. Now, when he ascended, he said, do not leave here until the Holy Spirit comes to you. And so here it is, 40 days, he goes to heaven, 10 days later in prayer, it's the 10th day, and here we are. In verse, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them divided tongues on, on, as, a, as of fire, excuse me, and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I'm gonna jump in first. Even when I use the word the day of Pentecost, I wanna give you a little bit of framework of what Pentecost even means. The word penta means five, okay? The word cost means to the 10th power. And it puts together this word that means something really scary. And it means 50. Aren't you scared of that word 50? <laughs> then why when I use the word Pentecost, some people get, whoa, whoa, what you talking? It's 50. If I broke out $50 and I said, hey, if you believe in Pentecost, take your Pentecost on the way out, you'd be like, praise God, I like this church, 50 bucks. 
But why, why is this important? Because I'll tell you what happens. Many times, whether it's scripture or something else, we have an original meaning that is meant to be something life-giving, meaning to give us the parameters and understanding to be something good. And then this is what usually happens. Man takes it and we mess it all up. We have a bad habit of messing up what God's tried to give us many a times. And next thing you know, we change it and it becomes redefined into something else. And many of us, maybe even some of you here today, you're saying you have an issue with God or maybe you've kind of stayed standoff with God. But the only reason you've been standoffish with God is not because of God. It's because of the way some of the people have represented God. Hmm. And so maybe because people represented them that way, you've pushed back and you're like, hold on, hold on. Pentecost just means 50. It just means 50. You heard me say it earlier about Jesus whenever he died. Now, now let me tell you about three feasts that are in the Bible. In Jewish tradition, they celebrated three feasts that were all, all tied back to when the Israelites, they left Egypt, okay? And so the first one of the feast is the Feast of Passover, okay? I'm going somewhere with this because the Bible lines all this up with intentionality. Remember, Scripture is very purposeful. God is purposeful with everything he does. So first thing is this, we have the, the, the feast, excuse me, it's, it's a Passover. Now, if you guys were here on Good Friday, we had Messianic Jewish gentlemen come and went through the Seder. This was the Seder meal that they would do on Passover that all came out of the children of Israel leaving, leaving Egypt. After Passover, the next feast is the Feast of Pentecost. They would celebrate this. Then after the Feast of Pentecost, they would do the Feast of Tabernacles, which was the celebration of the harvest coming in in the fall. That's what they did. And so after, after the Feast of Passover, it was 50 days. Some call the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of 50 Days. After that, it was Pentecost. Why was it called Pentecost? Because it's 50. That's it, okay? And so we celebrate the day of Pentecost because it's 50 days after. Why is this important? I'm saying this because I want to strip away certain things that people have, and I want to talk to you about the Holy, the Holy Spirit. I want to just jump in, and I hope to help all of us win this. Why, why is it important? Why are you doing all this? Matter of fact, let me just say how this is going to work. Today, I'm going to build a framework and a foundation, kind of an introduction to the Holy Spirit for, for many of you, what Scripture says about it, and then over the weeks, we're going to talk about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you didn't know that there is another baptism. There's baptism in water, but there's more than that. Scripture talks about it. Not me. Scripture talks about it. I'm going to talk to you about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I'm not talking about gifts like your personality gifting, that when the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you and fills you, that there's actually supernatural gifts God has for you and has for me. I didn't say it. Scripture said it. I'm going to show it to you, Okay. Also, I want to show you this. Why is this? Because so many, there's some of you here, you've lived the Christian life, you've walked the Christian life, but you've, you've done things and you've just kind of felt, man, there's got to be more. I feel like there's just more. I want you to know there is, there is. And I want to introduce it to you. And it's all found in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to think about this. The thing that many don't even talk about, think about that statement. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but many don't want to talk about that. Why is that? Why is that? Is it possible that it's a strategy from the enemy of our soul? If you see any history related to war, 
what do they try to do? They try to cut off lines of communication first so you cannot hear what to do. We're gonna read in just a second that the Spirit of God is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth, trying to cut off certain things that, I said, I want you to remember this because there's an enemy of your soul that does not want you to have a relationship with the third part of the Godhead in the Holy Spirit. John 10, 10 says this, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Scripture goes along, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 11, 13, and 14, for such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, Satan himself, this is what Paul says, masquerades as an angel of light. What does that mean? That means the enemy comes and he takes just enough truth and twists it to make you think something that's not true, 100%. Always remember this, God is a creator, the devil is a perverter. Always remember that. At the very beginning, God said, let there be light. He created. And do you know, scientists show even today that space and cosmos is still being created off of what God said way back then. But the devil takes it and he perverts it. He takes everything God says and creates and then he helps, tries to, and he tries to do the same thing related to this. He tries to give a counterfeit. Now, now this is, I'm spending a lot of time on this because I'm really wanting to help you guys really catch this, Okay. Let me give you another strategy of what the enemy will do to try to keep you from everything God has for you. Now, married, four kids, and I remember when I first got married, my wife would go to the store, and I don't know how y'all are, but when, when, when my wife comes back from H-E-B or something, it's like Christmas morning at my house. Everybody, all the food comes in, everybody's like, oh, look, look, look. And we all start grabbing stuff to eat, and I'm always like, stop, I just went to the store. I'm gonna have to go again in two days if y'all eat all the food. We're all excited about this stuff, but, but when we first got married, my wife trying to be a good wife, make sure that she, she uh, saves money and does well, and we laugh about this now, is she would buy the fake stuff at the grocery store. Y'all know the fake stuff? It's like she didn't get Coke, she got RC Cola, and that's fake. Don't say that's a real drink. I love cereal. One of my favorite cereals is Apple Jacks. Come on, I got any Applejack folk up in the house. All right. One day I came home and there was this big, huge bag and it was like Jack of the Apple or something like that. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Well, look how much you get for the price. I'm like, uh-uh. I need some Applejacks, not Jack of the Apple. And then one day the worst came and my wife brought home the fake peanut butter. That's right, wherever you are, amen brother, sister, whoever that was. And I was like, look, I love and serve you all the days of my life, but something got to end right now. I don't need, you know, something, whoever. I want the real, give me, get, brother needs some jiff up in this house, all right? That's what I need, all right. So, I mean, I want the real thing. You know, even to the point we're going down, I'm like, no, no, we're not going, I'll go later and get the stuff, okay? I'll go later, and so. But can I tell you what, the, what, what, watch, what let me show you, let me show you this is, Key, it's not just but the Holy Spirit, but so many things. This is what the enemy will do. He'll put a counterfeit right next to the real thing so that when you don't want any part, anything to do with the counterfeit or what's misrepresented, and you're like, I don't have anything to do with that. I'm getting away from that. The strategy is 
is when I walk away from the fake, I'm also walking away from the real thing. And let me tell you at Church of the King, what we will always be, we are going to be people. I don't care what you saw on YouTube, what somebody said about it. I don't know what somebody did in the name of the Holy Spirit and told you it was the Holy Spirit, but it was, so I don't know what happened or what experience or what someone may say, but I, we are going to fight for the genuine of what God says in his word for us. And I'm going to find out what he says. He has a lot to say about healing. Well, I don't know how I feel about healing. I, well, listen, I'm a, we're going to fight, and we're going to fight through it. I know people misrepresent things. I know when it comes to finances and healing and the Holy Spirit and these things. I know people get up there, and you see somebody on TV, and they say this or they say that. But just because somebody puts something fake, I'm not going to hold back everything God wants for me because somebody else wants to be foolish with it. We are going to press in to the truth and find out, what God, what do you say? That's why I got so much scripture, because I want you to see what God says about the Holy Spirit. And so let's just jump into it. And, and scripture in John, the book of John, chapters 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is getting ready to leave. He's about to be down a cross and rise again. All that's going to happen. And so he knows he's about to go. And so Jesus begins to introduce his disciples to the Holy Spirit. Can y'all hear me with the, with the rain and all that? Y'all still hear me okay? All right, good. Because I'll start hooping and hollering as loud as I can if I have to. Y'all turn me up. Yeah, I'm going to eat it a little bit more than normal back here. So someone came up to me after the, second serv at the first service and they said, I feel like the Holy Spirit talked to me. I said, what's that? He goes, your building's not big enough. I'm like, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's true, but praise God. All right. Now, Jesus, I want you to hear what Jesus said. We're diving in over the next few weeks, talking about the Holy Spirit, building a base today. In John 16, 7, Jesus says something, man, fascinating. Jesus says something that's like, whoa, really? It's in verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you, so Jesus is talking, it is to your advantage that I go away. Now, how many situations you can think in your life, hey, it'd be better if Jesus wasn't around. <laughs> now, now, maybe some of you guys have been in some situations like, Lord, I hope Jesus ain't around. But how many times would you say, Jesus is saying it's best that I'm not here? Jesus? I didn't say it, Jesus did. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Huh. It's better that I go because it's to your advantage. It's, it's going to help you out. It's better for you if I'm not here. But then when I leave, the Holy Spirit will come. So let's drill down into a couple things that you need to know, baseline foundational stuff about the Holy Spirit, okay? First is this. The Holy Spirit is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a force. It's not an it. It's not just kind of out there. It, he is a person. Why does that matter? It matters because if it's just a force or an it or whatever it may be, you don't build a relationship with an it, but you'll build a relationship with a person. And you can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's one thing we'll be drilling down on throughout this whole series, John 14, 16, and 17, Jesus is talking again, and he said, I will ask the Father, 
And he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is a person. The second thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is God. Now, I know you say that, and I know we say it often, where it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, 7, but very truly, I say to you, I tell you, it is for your good that I go away. Unless I go away, the advocate, that's another word for it, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He's part of God. Well, how does that make sense? God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. We believe that. We believe in the triune God. They're all one. I have right here, I have a, a little bottle of, okay, water. All right. Well, let's get a little technical for a sec. It's not water, it's H2O. So it's two parts. <laughs> y'all unsure, weren't y'all? You know, I'm gonna let somebody else say it. It's two parts hydrogen and two parts oxygen. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen, and it creates water. Three different parts that create water. Do you know what else we do with water? We can steam things with water. I steamed this shirt with and it was with water. We can make ice with water. And next thing you know, we can use it and the function of it to help make our water or make whatever we're drinking cold. Also, water can also can help create energy. We see that in different parts of the world. And so here's the deal. It's, it's H2O. It's together as one, but it can show up in different expressions. It's the same thing with the Godhead. We see throughout scripture, God, the Father, is heavily involved, we see in the Old Testament. God the Son, we see throughout the New Testament, and God the Holy Spirit after that. Why is all this critical? It's critical to know because, because you need to know that the Holy Spirit is active here and today. Next thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not anything new. Holy Spirit's not new. See, so, so when do we see it? Did it show up in Acts? When, when did it show up, Pastor Jay? It showed up in Genesis 1. At the very beginning, we see the Holy Spirit. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. It's nothing new. Matter of fact, you see throughout, I looked it up in, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit's referred to 93 times all throughout the Old Testament. Yet many times we take it and we all of a sudden, we say, well, what about that now? Well, let's not talk about that now. Why is all this so critical? Because once again, because somebody else misrepresenting it in the name of the Holy Spirit, it has kept many of us from engaging in a power that God has for you and for me. And I get it. Some of you grew up and are like, hey, don't go there. Don't, don't talk about that. We don't talk about those things. And some didn't. See, I, I grew up. I grew up in old school, Assembly of God. I like to call it Throwdown WWE Cage Match Church. I did. I did where there's, there were banners on the wall, and at any moment in time, them brothers might come down, and they might take off with it. They might have a Jericho march, and you're thinking, what's a Jericho march? Don't worry about it. 
For the rest of you know, you know. And those things would happen. And I know what it means. And as a church, by the way, we're a life-giving church. We're a spirit-filled church. That means we believe in the gifts of the spirit. That means we believe that the Holy Spirit is what we're talking about here. But I understand what it's like it was misrepresented. I remember I grew up in it, and so I loved it. I really did. I learned a lot. I learned how to hear from the Spirit of God. I learned that, and I'm going to teach you over these next few weeks, that we are body, soul, and spirit. And the Bible talks about that God is spirit, and the spirit of truth will lead us and guide us into all truth. So we've got to learn how to get through our body and our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and get to the deepest part of who we are, our spirit, and the spirit will begin to speak to us and tell us what to do. You felt it more than you even realized. You understand it more than you even realize. Maybe there's been a time where you felt a piece about something or not a piece about something. You can't explain it, but just like, we, I, I can't do that. My wife and I, we found we're moving to a new home here in, in, in Katy, and we're excited about it and uh, pumped up about it. But before we did that, my wife and I were going back and forth about, should we rent, should we buy, whatever. And she wanted to rent, I wanted to buy, and we were kind of going back and forth. And finally, we were we were fussing about it so much. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. Just do whatever you want. I don't care. Come on, anybody ever get to that point? I don't care. The home is a nest. I don't care. I can live anywhere. I can live in a tent. Actually, that's not true, but I don't want to. And so she picked this house to rent and I hated it. And I was like, ah, okay, okay. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Then we got the lease. We were about to sign the lease. And as we're about to sign the lease, my wife goes, I feel like I'm about to throw up. I don't feel any peace about this whatsoever. I'm like, thank God. I've been wanting to throw up for a week. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about because y'all felt that. Some of you walked in your home, you're like, this is it. This is it. Some of you walked in this church, man, this is it. You went to buy, or you went to do something. It's like, no, uh, man, I just can't get a piece. I don't feel good about it. You know what that is? That's, that's the inner witness of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's what's going on. But once again, I, I'm working to strip it down. I, that this church that I grew up in, I remember vividly. I never thought much about it, loved it. And then one day, my friend John spent the night at my house on a Saturday night. I woke up on Sunday morning, and my dad was like, all right, we got to get ready for church. And so we started getting ready for church. We get in the car. Then all of a sudden, it hit me. My friend's coming to church with me. And remember, I had the church with the banners. And I was like, oh, no. I said, John, 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 you come to my church with me. He goes, yeah. I'm like, no, no, you're coming to church with me. And brother was Catholic. We were not. And so I said, okay, look, I got to explain a few rules. <laughs> come on, you ever, I got to explain something to you, all right? And I started telling him about, okay, listen, you know, it, it's pretty lively. And like, um, there's this lady, Miss Cookie. I remember her name, Miss Cookie. And Miss Cookie, like, she likes to spin during one of the songs. And he's like, wait, what? And I said, yeah, and there's these banners, this one that's, it says, it's talking about like the year of Jubilee. Don't worry about it. I know you don't know what that means. Don't worry about it. And we're going through all this stuff and we get to church and show sure enough, you know, it's all, and he's just sitting there and he's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, your church is crazy. And I'm like, just, it's almost over. It's almost over. And I'm going through the whole thing and I'll never forget it, Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman sang in the choir. Mr. Herman was a big old boy. And Mr. Herman, at one moment, he, there was a song that they were really getting after it, you know? I mean, it, it was awesome. They were just, you know, they, they were doing what, 
Come on, anybody remember? If you, some of y'all got a blast on the past just now. You know, so anyway, and he, and he ran and he jumped off the stage and fell on the ground and laid there. And my friend goes, is he dead? I'm like, no. <laughs> Hurry up, you know. And so I was in this moment. Now, here's the deal. I love the spirit of God. I love the power. But, but all of a sudden, guess what? Guess who never came back to church with me again? <laughs> guess who, I, who, who never invited anybody to church? Because I had too much explaining to do about everything that's going on. And, and, so, and so this is critical to, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But many of us, some of us have come from seeing different things and it's, it stripped us down. I had somebody come up to me first time I talked about the Holy Spirit. And I shared this story about where, kind of where I came from. And they were like, let me just get something right, Pastor Jay. You're not like, I'm not going to show up next week and there's going to be a year jubilee sign up there or something. No, 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 no. So this is what we want to do. We, we want to have a Spirit-filled environment but as we begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, there's opportunities for you guys that want to grow and understand it more that you can move towards that. And so, and if you don't want to, that's fine, because this is what I've learned. You'll only move towards what you're comfortable with. And so we want to set up some where it's comfortable for you guys. You want, okay, okay, cool. But, but we want to help you to understand the Holy Spirit. And this next thing, I want, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, you know him more than you realize. I've been talking about that a little bit. He's the one active here in the earth right now. Let's get real technical for a second. Let's get scriptural. Let's get truthful. Number one, where is God the Father? Our Father, who art in? He's in heaven. That's where he's at. Now, where's Jesus? So we're talking about the, the, the triune God. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. You can see all throughout Scripture, all throughout the New Testament in particular, you'll see that Jesus is sitting at the right hand. I actually looked it up, and over 100 Scriptures in the New Testament showed up about Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. But I'm going to give you one, my favorite. It's in Acts chapter 7, Stephen, the first martyr for Jesus. The first martyr for Jesus said, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Now, now Stephen was taking a stand for, for Jesus. And in that moment, I love sharing this story, especially with teenagers and, and students, and I'll say it with all of you, that he was standing up for Christ, and he was standing up for Christ. They were, they were stoning him to death, not, not that stoning, a different stoning. And so they would take rocks, and they would throw it at him and just throw it until it killed him. And he's looking up into heaven, and where Jesus is normally sitting at the right hand, it shows here he's standing. He said, look, he said, I see heaven open up and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Why is that critical? Because I want you to know this, no matter who you are, students who are graduating, going off to college, you take a stand for Jesus in this crazy world and he'll take a stand for you in heaven. That's where he's at. He's at the right hand of God. So where, so where, so God the Father, God the Son, so where is the Spirit? John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. This is what I want you to know. You, you know the Holy Spirit more than you realize. You do. You don't need to raise your hand, but have you ever sat in worship and you just felt the presence of God so strong? You know what that is? It's the Holy Spirit. You ever, like I said earlier, felt a peace or not? That's the Holy Spirit. Have you ever just sensed there was something not right about a situation? That's the Holy Spirit. You ever went to read Scripture, and as you're reading a Scripture, a certain one jumps off the page and hits you in the face with it, and it's like, whoa, 
God's trying to get through to you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You know him more than you even may realize. He is speaking and wants to speak to you. And the final last point is this. You know Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. You know Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. Now, in Scripture, this is something you, you got to know. The whole Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. There's this Savior that's coming. He's the Christ. He's coming. We see prophecy all throughout Scripture in Old Testament. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus comes. He shows us how to live. He dies on the cross for it. He rises from the grave. It's the gospel that we point everybody to. Holy Spirit comes on the scene, and all throughout the New Testament, you'll see the Holy Spirit pointing back to Jesus, saying, hey, hey, and we know because we've been drawn by the Spirit of God to Christ. There's a bunch of scripture that says that. I'll give you one. John 15, 26 says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. He's gonna tell you about me. See, the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity is the one who's active right now. The one we sense that we're being led and guided by is by his Spirit. And I don't want it to be weird. In our, I don't want people to, to avoid it, but to press into the power of God's Spirit for us. The reason we have some of the nights we have, like the Cultivate Night coming up in a few weeks, is because we want to help have an environment that's a, a, an environment for believers who want to press in deeper to understanding God and His presence and, and the Spirit of God. And we want you, God has so much for you. And I want to give you an opportunity, because as I'm talking about the Holy Spirit right now, I want to do what the Spirit of God I know is doing right now, and it's pointing you to Christ. Look, he's giving you a sign right now. Listen <laughs> to the pastor. Because you need the Spirit of God. You need the Spirit of truth that will lead you and guide you in all truth. I had two circumstances this week. I had two scenarios this week. Awful scenarios. Two of them. One early in the week and one last night. And I walked into a terrible scene and I'm the pastor, so you know, people come and they wanna ask me questions. I tell you what, it's tough when people ask you like an eternity question, you don't know the answer to it. And they're like, so pastor, and it's like, uh. And in both scenarios, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, God, I don't know what to say. Holy Spirit, give me the words to say and give me the discernment when to shut up. Come on, some of us need that gift. Some of us just need the Holy Spirit to go, be quiet. Come on, man. You ever get an issue with your wife and you just hear, be quiet. You better be quiet. Holy Spirit trying to help you. But in that moment, I, I didn't, I, I still don't know if I said everything right that I need to say. But in that moment, I just, oh, I need you. I need you. I need the advocate. I need the one who searches out and sees all things and knows the end from the beginning, and I don't. Hey, will you help me? Help me. Some of you may be even considering a decision right now, and you need, you need to even feel a sense of peace 
or a sense of, ah, I shouldn't do this. That's the Holy Spirit trying to talk to you. Yes. I hesitated on whether I would say this or not, but, I, but I'm going to, for, I didn't say it first service, but I'll say it for this one here, just because I'm sensing I need to say this. Um, both of those two scenarios were both suicides. I got three phone calls this week of three different suicides that happened right here in our community. And so I wanna say this real quick. If you are thinking about that, let me lean in with, let me lean in with every little bit of love that I possibly can. And I don't know what scenario you created in your head that it's okay for you to do that, do that. but it's a lie from the devil. My family will be better off. You know, the kids will be better off. I've just, I've hurt too many and I don't wanna see. I, I think I might wanna, listen to me. Listen to me, this too shall pass. The spirit of truth. And he brought this up to me because he loves you so much. Don't go there. I, I don't have all the right answers, but we'll meet with you. We'll talk to you. Talk to somebody, please, please. It's not worth it. And I'll say this, and it may come across a little harsh, but I have seen it over and over and over. The person who ends up doing it, they do it because they want relief, but what they end up doing is taking all that pain and all that hurt and putting it on the people they love the most that they never wanted to. And I don't want you to do that. Please don't do that. The Holy Spirit's here. God's here. God's here to help you. Father, I don't know who that's for, but right now, I pray the love of God. It might even be someone online. I pray the love of God would wrap their arms around them right now and let them know, hey, it's gonna be okay. Lean into me. Surrender to me. And get around other brothers and sisters in Christ and we're gonna walk you out of this. I wanna ask one more thing. If you're here today and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and right now you even sense in the power something's tugging at your heart. Let me tell you what it is. The Holy Spirit pointing you to Jesus and you need to surrender your life to Jesus. He'll forgive you of all your sin. It'll be a brand new start today. If that's you here today and you've not surrendered to Christ but you wanna surrender to him before you leave here today, I wanna pray for you. I'm not gonna have you raise your hand, come to the front, nothing like that, but I'm gonna count to three. And when I say three, if that's you, I want you just, if you just look at me real quick and put your head right back down, I promise I won't embarrass you, but I want to pray for you. So if you're here today and you've not surrendered your life to Christ, but you wanna do that before you leave here today with no one looking around, would you just look at me in one, two, three. Anyone here, I need to surrender to Jesus. I haven't done it yet, but I want to. I see a man in the back. I see a man in the back. I see you, sir, way over here. I see you, ma'am. Anyone here in the middle? I'm looking. Anyone, 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 anyone? We're on the right. I see you, sir. I see you, ma'am. I see you, ma'am, in the back. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for each one who looked at me just now. Every person who just looked at me, I'm gonna say a prayer. I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer after me, but it won't be just you. I'm asking all the church that we would repeat this together and Jesus is gonna come live inside your heart today. Let's all say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I need you. Forgive me for my sin. Come into my heart and take my life. I give you my past, my present and future.
From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give a hand for all those people who said that prayer? Hey, if you said that prayer, we'd love to pray for you. Why don't you guys stand up and pray for you and let you go in just a second. We have a prayer corner back here if you need prayer for anything whatsoever. We're here for you. Hey, if you're the person I was talking about, I'm telling you, I didn't do it in the first service. I felt it. Um, I'll be here to talk to you. Anybody, any of us. Church, would we talk to anybody that has that issue and needs to talk to somebody? Anybody in here other than me? Amen. Okay. Father, I thank you. I bless your people today. I pray your favor would surround them like a shield. God, I pray for each person, God, and anybody who's feeling or sensing what I talked about earlier, I pray they'd feel the love of God just race inside their hearts right now and the love of your people, God. Father, I bless each person as they go today, Lord God. I pray we'd extend your kingdom in all that we do. And God, keep everyone safe as they go on the roads, through the rain, as they go home to their loved ones, Lord Jesus. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you, God. Bless us as we continue to work and learn and, learn and grow and know more about you in your spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Give the Lord one more hand. Love you guys, y'all are awesome.